feels so terrible. Because <laughs> I came in really early because I've been like waiting in the weight room for a long time. That's why I was like, oh, did I mess up that the recording would get turned on? So yeah, so I, so 10 years ago, trigger warning for everyone, trigger warning, trigger warning. 10 years ago was the massacre in the elementary school. It fundamentally changed my self-concept. I had never been an activist before. And I am an activist and I have been consistently an activist in, in this space and protecting kids even before I moved back to the States. And so today I decided to up-level my self-concept as part of my healing, human, humanistic healing to record and publish a podcast in one day. It'll be pub probably published by the time we get off. And this is really healing for me because I have really consciously slowed down my business and my numbers are way down. I took that away consciously and with intention as I heal. And so just choosing other ways to see the growth um, just warms my fucking heart. So good. So thank you. Love it, Nicole. Thank you for sharing. That's awesome. How are you guys? The rest of you. Paige, I love your sweater. <laughs> what does it say? A Christmas harder than you. <laughs> Based on your sweater, I think that's probably true. It's true. It too. So good. Are we allowed to like point out a sister in here, a sister or brother in here who's like moving and shaking in really big ways? Like, is go for it, Melissa. Get on here. What is happening with your branding? I saw your podcast cover. Shut the damn door. <laughs> Look at your office. Mwah! So good. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I'm blushing now. <laughs> Thank you. No, I've been doing a lot of um, like just self-reflection and looking at like who I am and like who I want to be and a lot of work on like who my best clients are and figuring out that missing piece and the results that I've been getting people. I felt like there was something a little bit off mm -hmm. um, in the way that I was positioning myself. And so I've just been doing the work to kind of figure out what that is. And so there's just sounds like it's working. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some shifts happening. There'll be more coming in January. So it's been really fun. So good. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> Paige, do you have a celebration or are you wanting coaching? Uh, both, but we can start with, we can keep doing celebrations. Perfect. Um, I have, so um, I don't guarantee a, a number that you lose with weight loss in my program. Um, I'd like to get there, but not yet. But I lost 25 pounds. So I talk about like lose 25 pounds. And I've had so um, a client who lost 25 pounds and I had her on my podcast and that was huge. I overcame a lot to be able to say or to ask her to be on there and put her on do the interview. It was really awesome. And then I just had another client cross the 25 pound mark and I'm just like, it's working. So fun and um and the other thing is though like i i am always celebrating my clients like this client i i coached today she went from having to take 18 migraine pills a month to three in just two months of working together and i almost oh cried gosh. when she told me that because i know how like painful that is um and i had another client come off a of heart medication like another two clients like not bingy anymore and i'm just like just like um uh like reveling in all of these things um along with two clients now have lost 25 pounds in my program i'm like yes so good and your copy page unbelievable i am right and i couldn't go to your thing yesterday because i had an appointment but your emails are on fire I am trying. That's part of what I want to coaching on because I I'm like I can feel it. Um, and you all know, like from the day one, like I want to raise my prices to 10k, and I'm not there yet. But I'm like, work the copy, work um your belief and your demand, and I think I'm doing those things. Thank you, Christina. So good. I love it, Kristen. Do you have a celebration, or you want coaching? 
uh, mostly coaching, but I think I have a celebration I haven't shared. Um, I launched a podcast. Nice. Was amazing. I we ended up getting like I got to number one ranked in all of business in Costa Rica. I got to, I think, oh my goodness, like number four in investing in New Zealand, number fourteen in Canada. Like we hit like top charts in. Oh, so good. Crazy. Oh my so, gosh, that's amazing. What's it called? The Wealth Equation. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Awesome. All right, let's jump in. Do we have one more after this or is this the last call that we have? Anybody know? I probably should know. We have one more. Okay, perfect. I'm sure I have it on my calendar. I just haven't looked at January yet. Oh yeah. Um, January 11th. Okay, perfect. Thanks Paige. I knew you, I knew you would be able to tell me. <laughs> um, um, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I was just to say like, are we doing coaching? Yeah, um, let's do it. Okay. So I, my goal is is 200k because the year is not over and i'm at 162k um with um i think i have 11k in receivables okay for the year so 162k puts me at 38k left with the receivables um you know 27k and i kind of wanted to get help not in believing in my goal because i'm still like by all means i could just make that money um but i think like and maybe you'll catch something and know how i'm saying this but i think like what i get help with what i'd like help with is like why haven't i hit the goal yet and i know stacy's talking about the live event in january will be on problem solving and i cannot wait i think it's gonna be so good um but it's kind of like that's where my mindset is is like well i haven't hit the goal yet there's a gap and i'd like help bridging that gap and mm -hmm. you know what I mean when you when you say the thought why haven't I hit the goal yet actually let's put that into a statement and not have it be a question well, I haven't hit statement. the goal yet okay and I don't know if I will. <laughs> never not to say that but okay so when you have the thought I haven't hit the goal how do you feel um A little disappointment. Okay. It's like a mixture. I also know we're not supposed to say that, but I'm just breaking the model today. Like a little disappointment, but also like it feels true, like almost like justified. Like I, I'm like telling you the truth. I haven't hit the goal yet. Like it feels like justified. Okay. Tell me more about that. Um, Like, it's like the feeling is like, I want to like tell you why that's true, like defend it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, like when something feels true, there's that feeling, whatever that is. But this is like, I need you to know that this. I haven't the goal yet and I want to defend it if you tell me anything different like defend that you haven't hit the goal or yes. defend why you haven't hit the goal defend that I haven't so it's like a little like like that's why I say the feeling is like justified but what about it feels justified in my body yeah like it just, what do you mean? That's like the feeling is justified. So you're saying your thought is true? Like, um, so my, my thought is I haven't hit the goal yet and my feeling is justified. Like it's, and with the way I would explain the feeling is like that, that feeling comes up for me when it's like, this is true. Let me tell you why it's true. Okay. Why do you want to argue for it? And the first thing that popped in my head is like, cause I don't want to be open up to possibility. Like, okay. Why?
mean, because then I don't want to be let down or like. Yeah, like there's a little disappointed in that, but I'm like trying to prevent a lot of disappointment. And what would be, what would create a lot of disappointment? The circumstance or the thought? Well, you what? can tell me what you think the answer, you don't have to tell me what your coach brain says, just tell me what the end you think the answer is. I mean, not hitting my goal. And then I think it's like, it's not as much as like looking back at like, you didn't do more you like didn't do enough you're not worthy it's more like it's proof that i can't change the future like i won't be able to hit the goal in the future could i ask a question in here sure it's amanda um i'm wondering is because i i i almost hear a thought underneath this that's saying I should have hit my goal by now. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good catch. That sounds, yeah, that sounds to me more like the thought that's kind of doing all the, the, the pinching the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that because I'm making where I'm at a problem. And I think it's because I think I should have hit the goal by now. And because I haven't, and that's a problem, then it's like, goes into, well, I'm not going to this year. Hmm. What does it mean if you don't hit it this year? I think it's just like, I won't be able to hit it ever, which I kind of know that's not true, but it's like, for some reason, there's like a lot of weight on this. Mm. To tell well, me like what's available in the future. What will be available in the future if you hit 200K this year? Well, then I'll be able to hit any goal without any drama. <laughs> I wish Don't that you was know. true. <laughs> hey, hey, Paige, can I ask a question? Is the, how is the price increase? So, and your disappointment, how are they, how do they intersect? A price increase and not hitting your goal. Well, I haven't increased my price yet. And I, I wonder if there is a Oh, connection. for sure there's connection because it's like if I increase my price, I definitely will hit my goal. And I'm not willing to not hit my goal because it feels so heavy and there's so much riding on it. There's it's kind of like a I feel like pig pen, like with like I don't know if you know, you know. There's a lot jumbled up. What if it was it was the absolute opposite? 
I'd have to be willing to risk my goal. Yeah, that just, it, yeah, there's like something, it feels dangerous, like not hitting the goal. What? What's dangerous about it? Like, I won't, um, I won't show up as much next year and I won't sell as hard. Like, I feel like it's going to, um, like maybe I'm afraid of like how I'll change if I don't hit the goal. Mm. Why? Because what will you not believe about yourself if you don't hit the goal? Like, I can't do the things I set my mind to. Hmm. I think the big one is, like, I'm not as capable. That's, like, um, that comes up for me a lot, like, in different areas is, like, I'm not as capable. It's, like, the big leap, like, he talks about, like, and going after the goal and then possibly failing like proves that you're a failure do you see how you're doing it though already ahead of time i think like the thing that i'm butting up against is like i was listening to um stacy talk about her reinvention this morning and i was like i think i'm that needs to happen because i feel like i am butting up against but I'm like, well, how do you do that? <laughs> like, how do you break through the ceiling? And I think I'm hitting the ceiling. And I'm like, now what? <laughs> I feel stuck. Like, I feel well, like I'm, yeah. What was the thought you said you you say over and over again? I didn't write it down. The one that you always come back to. Capable? Like, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not capable. Okay. So I think it could be twofold. It's deciding you're capable regardless of the outcome you get. And or sometimes I think it's asking the question, if I did believe I was capable, what would I do? And then following through on that, regardless of where mm -hmm. the belief is. you said regardless of where the belief is yeah like if you're afraid you're not capable but knowing if you did believe you were capable you would increase your price mm, okay so it's like if i believed i was capable that I would take these actions and then I can do that even if I'm not believing and totally yeah. there. I think sometimes, I think that's probably what you're butting up against is I think sometimes we like get in the minutia of like closing the gap on the belief and like trying to like, you know, close it slowly when sometimes just following through on the action that we would take if we already believe that is like, that's what closes it. Hmm. Okay. And I don't even want to say this out loud, but I am actually fully booked. And I'm like, I, I'm not like, like not ready to say my price is 10 K, but if I were feeling capable, I would just like practicing it into a mirror and then just like gag and go and say it, but only if I was feeling capable. Right. Capable of what, Paige? I'm not getting what it is that you, you're feeling capable or not of. What's that? It's 
this is like one of those you know how like um the best way i can and i don't know that i want to keep this story but like the best way i can explain it is like this is like the value that like i've been hitting up against my life is like um getting good grades to prove i'm smart and intelligent and capable not it's not worthy i don't think but it's like that's the thing that i tend to find like um that like my brain seeks for is capability and feeling like i am competent that like i like kind of going back to like intelligent and i always kind of know to seek that out um so it's not like capable in something but it's like like believing like i don't need to believe i'm kind i think kindness is important to some people but like that's not a value of mine but capability is i don't know if this serves me this may be something that i want to like question and you know like go of but when i hit a ceiling what tends to happen is it's because i'm making something outside of me mean i'm not capable and that's like dangerous to my identity that makes sense i think of it like the thought i just had is i have a daughter so i guess those are the analogies prevalent to my mind now but i was just thinking like when she goes to walk for the first time just because she falls like a million times does that mean she not she doesn't have the physical capability of walking well no right she just hasn't like done it yet mm. so like you're making the result mean the possibility isn't available to you like you're just not capable yeah instead of like the capability just is inherent like it's a mm -hmm. fact it exists always no matter what even if you spent the rest of your life working to hit this goal and you didn't hit it the capability is still there okay but i think it goes back to right like even if eva could talk and say like i don't think i'm capable of this part of it would be like okay you got to get up and you got to try right like that's how you're going to build the the strength and the ability to do it mm. And I think that's part of like the deciding to like charge the 10K. Yeah. Is like, right. Versus her sitting like, I'm afraid that I'm not capable. I don't believe it yet. I don't believe I can walk mm -hmm. yet. Right. And they're and not getting like, up and walking. Yeah. I'm like, well, at some point you just got to try. Okay. Can I add something about identity here? This yeah. is. This is just Jess, if you can't see me in the sea of faces. <laughs> so one of the things that I see come up when when people are like kind of at the top of something and they feel like stuck, they feel like, oh, I'm so close to shifting to this next part of identity. And then it almost feels like like a flavor of success intolerance, like keeping you there. I think of like there, you know, we're made of parts, right? And there's this part of you that almost feels angry or betrayed at getting left behind and worries that if, if you shift into this next identity, then you don't need them anymore. And that can be like really dysregulating. And so being able to just kind of sit quietly and like, with that part of you that is scared that you don't need her anymore because she helped you at a time that you were incapable of walking or incapable of making the grade you wanted right and being able to just like listen to the information she has to tell you and then kind of partner with her to be like all right like i don't i really don't ever go to reassuring any part because a lot of this work is just about accepting that that gets to be there, but and listening to what they have to say and like letting that be okay. And getting to a place where you can like partner with them. Like, of course, I still need you. You got me through times in my life where I wasn't capable because I hadn't done anything or I didn't know I was capable. Right. Cause we're never incapable of anything till we go and figure it out. And just we have to come up with a way that we this both feels good. This feels good to both of us. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. 
as I can. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got my work. Thank you all. So good. And thanks, Jess. I'm going to use that with my daughter when she goes to walk. Um, all right, Kristen. Okay. Um, so I, I have a couple different things. Well, I guess it's one on the same thing. I'm changing my offer slightly. It's a, a bit of a tweak. So I have a group program that I've launched six times now. So okay. I've run for a number of rounds. I've never changed it. It's always been the same. Okay. Um, so I want to keep it the same, but what I've been doing and what I've noticed over the last you know, number of rounds is that there's a lot of content. And I think that extending the program, like I've, I've been offering clients like bonus calls after some of the last rounds. And I think the reason I've been doing that <clears throat> is because I know they need more time to integrate. So I want to change it from a three month. I've been, I've been selling it as a three month program, but okay. it kind of delivering like four and a half ish. Okay. I want to change it to a six month program with all the same content but just more, more coaching weekly calls. They have, they have all the videos. Um, and I'm going to change the price when I do that to 10 K. So it'll go from five and a half for three months to 10 K at six months. The other thing I want to do is I want to re enroll past clients. So I've never offered it to like, I've never positioned it in a way that like clients can re-enroll. Re I've just sold it as like this program that they get access to. And then once they're done, they're done. But there's no reason why they can't keep implementing the material. And the reality is like, it's a program around um, creating wealth, right? So continuing in the same way we do here, continuing to come back to the material and, you know, what's the, their next level of income? How do they grow their investments? All of that. And the, the magic in the whole program is always the coaching. Mm -hmm. So I do have past clients, at least one that keeps reaching out to me. That's like, what else do you have that I can buy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's that. And then I want to offer a results guarantee. And so I think these three things are three changes that I'm feeling a little bit confused about. Okay. <laughs> like there's the belief of like, will my past clients buy it? And, and why? And my logical okay. mind is like, the like the the power the value is all in the coaching right so even though they have access to the content for them to to re-enroll would be a no-brainer um and then the the piece around the results guarantee my brain is asking like what would i guarantee them and i'm in a little bit of confusion about that like do i need to guarantee that they'd make their money back is probably my my biggest okay question. so my first question is, how are you feeling about your current results? How am I feeling about my current results? Uh, in what like, way? Like my results? Like the money you've made this year and like the, um, like the enrollments you've had and all of that. Oh, um, actually really good. Like I've never, I've never technically sold out a launch, Okay, but we, I've talked, we've talked about this before. I've always had goals that are quite ambitious. And so that I'm feeling good about the numbers. Like the last launch was definitely smaller than I wanted, but I know why that occurred. I know that I was the, the marketing, the topic of the masterclass, like it was all, it was very much attracting the wrong type of woman. Okay. Um, but I'm feeling good about it. Like I'm, I feel like I'm almost at 200 K for the year. Yeah. That's good. So good. Okay. Okay. So when you want to make all of these decisions, I'm just curious about where that's coming from. Yeah, me too. I'm a little bit, I'm like, am I, I feel, I have logical reasons for it, but I'm like, am I lying to myself? That's part of it. Yeah. I, there, I just, because just from coaching you, watching you getting coached, obviously I don't coach you every week or anything like that, but I like one of the pre prevalent things I think that I've, I've seen is like, it's always not enough. Mm -hmm. like the results aren't enough the like one thing that you just said that I thought was interesting was you said I always have very ambitious goals which is why I like fall short of them I think it's just an yeah. interesting statement right yeah no I think I'm feeling very sufficient about the results this year okay so then why are these changes well 
I definitely, and I've sat with the change, like the, the first one around um, changing the length of the program. I've really sat with that. And I do believe that they will get better results if it's a longer program. Like that I've re I refilmed the modules for this last group. And what ended up happening was it the, they ended up being a little bit longer. Like I didn't, I didn't change the formula, but I took them deeper on things. And so I, I think even now they're feeling a little bit more rushed. Like the reality is there's a lot of, there is a lot of content. There's just a lot of stuff for them to integrate. And so I do feel pretty clear on the fact that a longer program will benefit them. Like I'm, I think that's real. Okay. What about the rest of it? Um, just on that, there's probably a little bit of lack of belief of like, will clients, will my current audience and clients pay 10 grand, even though it's less per month? <laughs> that's something that I'm a little bit caught in. Okay. Because I've had, I've had clients in the past, especially when I started that this is their, the biggest investment they've ever made in themselves. So them paying five and a half grand for some of them is like a huge stretch. So the idea of paying 10, my brain is questioning whether that will be a yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I'll go off of what I know of Stacy's teaching. I think one of the yes. big things she talks about is not to change anything until you believe fully that you can like get the result and the outcome with what you currently have. Like she always, I've heard her say, I forget exactly how she says it, but like mm -hmm. she doesn't change anything about her offer or her program and like if she, until she gets to the place where she doesn't need to. Yeah. Okay. So my question is, and I think you like, obviously you have the authority here. This is your mm -hmm. business. But I think the thing that I would get curious about and maybe <clears throat> spend some time with is your current thoughts about your ability to deliver the results in three months mm -hmm. and the belief that they'll pay the five and a half K and like what your current offer is getting to the place of believing that you could get the outcome, like that you don't need to change anything about that, that that is going to help your clients get the outcome. You believe you can sign the number of clients, all of that, and then decide if you want to make changes from there. Mm -hmm. I do get the results in three months. They just feel pressured. They feel a lot of pressure. Who feels pressure? Them. <laughs> okay. The clients. They frequently will report back that there's just a lot of material. Okay. There's just a lot of stuff to get through. And for some of them, it's like the, some of them, it's the first time they've done mindset work. And so it's, yeah, they all get results. Right. I'm not questioning that. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't believe that I'm not getting them the results now. Right. But at the level that you could, because mm -hmm. the other thing that you s keep saying, and again, I think you could yeah. like just clean all this up and then just still decide to do that. But I think this will show up because it seems like you're trying to change the circumstance a little bit to create some different feelings about it and beliefs mm -hmm. about it. Because the other thing you keep saying is the co value is in the coaching. Yeah. And I think again, just like totally neutral and curious, like, is that, does that serve you? How does that, could that not serve you? Say that a different way. You're saying the value is in the coaching. I just want you to look at how that could show up in your results. Like you're saying, I want to extend the times because they get access to the material forever, right? Based on what you said, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so like if I didn't believe that the value is in the coaching. Yeah. Like what is the, the value is in the content. Yeah. What would you have to believe about them differently if you didn't think the value is in the coat, like them having access to you? What would I have to believe? Say it again. What would I what have, would to, you have believe? to believe about them and like the okay. program as it is and the length of time in order for you to believe that they could get the outcomes that they get in six months and three months? or even in six months, but after the container's over. Mm. 
Well, I probably have to believe they were more capable of getting results. <laughs> yeah. Because there are definitely clients I have now where I'm like, you are just not like, I, yeah. This is what, I, yeah, this is what and I'm, I'm not, I, this happened, this actually came up in one of my, um, one of my coaching calls recently is the, yeah, my belief in my client's ability to get results for some of them is not there. Yeah. So I've, sh I've been shifting that. So yeah, I'd have to believe in their ability to get results more quickly. And this is so good because if you do mm. want to guarantee a result, you're going to have to believe in them in a completely higher, like different level. Okay. Can I ask a, another question for her to maybe consider? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, could you get them results with less material? Because all of this started up because you said they had all this material to go through. And if you just had less material, they would need let they wouldn't maybe need the three months. So could they get results with less material? That's just a question. You don't have to answer it. Yeah, I'm guessing the thought shows up in the material you have created. Right? Like, like if you're not believing they're capable, you're probably going to think they need more stuff, more words, more explanation. But if you wanted to keep thinking that the value is in the coaching then great you don't need material so that could prove like you could keep that thought and not have to change it and think if that is the value then they can get the results in three months in time i think it all comes down to just your thoughts about them my thoughts about them yes and I think it's showing up potentially in your marketing, right? You said, I realized what I need to adjust. I was talking to the wrong person. I think this will also push you to elevate even higher who you're talking to and who you're thinking about when you're marketing. Mm. If you were thinking that you didn't have to change anything about your offer and have them and, and maybe not do the guaranteed result yet, but think about it from the standpoint of guaranteed results. Mm. Okay. So like, just to simplify, it's like, if you were to guarantee results, you're not, not actually necessarily going to change that. Maybe you are, but just thinking about it from that standpoint mm -hmm. in the three months for five and a half K, who would you, what would you have to believe about them? The women that would, that would, um, like the women that would invest at five and a half K and get results. Yeah. Would have three months that. guaranteed results. That there are the kind of women that just get results quickly. And that they, they just learn things and do the shit. Yeah. <laughs> that they just get it. <laughs> yeah. It kind of showed up too in how you said like, this is their first introduction to mindset work. Like that might be something that's a little sneaky. Like, even if it's true, is having that thought about them, like helping you attract the caliber of person you want who, cause I think about mindset work and I'm like, I didn't have to get it to like, get it to be like, oh, wait a minute. This is what's mm -hmm. like to feel like, oh, this is the answer and just be totally open and like willing and mm -hmm. committed and all of that. Yeah. Cause there's been like maybe it's a little bit of I'm making decisions for some of my not best clients and yeah okay um, so you no, no go, go on no you oh, go what were you gonna say uh Kristen and then Paige you can go no Paige you can go I don't even know I'm so sorry it's okay uh, I was just going to say, like, because you were talking about the value of coaching and the value of content, like, what if it was the value of the result and like the how they got it doesn't matter? Like, Stacy, like if we come, not that anyone's complaining, but like if we were talking about the process or excuse me, all the videos and all the coaching calls, she'd be like, yeah, but the value isn't in that, like the way you get the result or the values in the result you came here to get, make 25K or learn how to make 200K. So like, what if that was more your focus and then the how just like tomato tomato 
Mm, that's good. She posted something like that in, in the group recently. That's such a good. Yeah. And I think that probably the result that I'm like clear on is, has shifted over time as I'm like more and more clear on my ideal client. And like, that's what they're paying for. They're not paying for your coaching. They're not paying for yeah. the videos. <laughs> Maybe they don't need me at all. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Do you know where to go from here? Well, I just, yeah, just the one piece around re-enrolling past clients. My best clients would re-enroll and I would love for them, like to take them to the next level. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. is that a change? Is that a sneaky change that I'm making to my offer? Or is that legit? I think there's a difference between just changing your thought about the offer, meaning like, oh, of course my best clients, they just want to keep re-enrolling and re-enrolling and re-enrolling. And like, you're not actually changing anything. You might sell it a little bit differently because of that thought. You might like seed it, but you're not actually making a change, but just catch yourself. If you're trying to make changes, like in your, you know what I mean? To like, to change the offer to reflect that instead of just being like, oh wait, no, all of a sudden I just realized my best clients want to sign up again. Okay. So I could keep the offer the same and still like re-enroll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely feel resistance to keeping it the same. So I'm going to dig deeper on that. I don't really know why. <laughs> Well, you were probably really good at selling yourself on your new ideas. <laughs> I know. My ideas are great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Really You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Paige. Tina. Hi. Hi. Um, okay. Let me just pin you so I'm not looking at myself. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay. Um. So I have this thought. I just want to get it cleaned up. I know it's not helpful. I'm aware of it. And I know okay. it's a thought. Um, which is like, I look at everyone in the group who are selling one-on-ones and groups and stuff charging, you know, thousands of dollars and I have a membership uh -huh. and I just feel like it's just, it's harder to have a membership and it's harder for me to like hit bigger financial, um, numbers. Okay just because the the price is like so low mm -hmm. and the evidence I've had so far I've just worked so hard and and I'm just like and, th and this is what I have and to like let's say double it or even more it just seems <laughs> really far away and like it's gonna be really hard um yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think the first thing is like, yes, we can argue that that is a thought. Yeah. But I also think let's just go to the place. Like, what if it's true? Yeah. Like mathematically, the fact is it's going to take more people to equal the same amount of money selling. How much yeah. is yours a month? Uh, 147. 147 versus someone selling $20,000 coaching packages. Yeah. And, and then it's like not helpful. Well, when like other people that I respect, like Brooke literally just said, selling membership is the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> Thank you for giving me these thoughts as I'm about to launch my own. This is so great. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then like Corinne is always talking about how hard it is to sell membership. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and, and my, you know, the evidence I've had so far has been. What if it is harder? It is harder. It's a fact. No, it's a thought, but like, what if it is, what's the problem? I don't like it. It's just really annoying. It's like there. I just wish it wasn't there so I can just like 
<laughs> yeah. It only, the only reason your brain wants to spin in this or like focus on it is because of the, what you're thinking about the results, like how much money you're making. Yeah. Otherwise you would just be like, it's fine. Like it might be harder, but this is how I want to serve my people. And that's okay. It's Again. fine. How I want to serve my people. Yeah, it's but, true. But you'd have to yeah. change the way you're looking at your, the like money results that you're getting. I think this is yeah. kind of like a follow-up thought or like a justification for how you're feeling about that. Yeah. But you, yeah, I need to just like stop comparing. <laughs> um, because like when I sold one-on-ones, it was easy or yeah, one-on-one is much, so easy, much easier. Yeah. And like it was, you know, for, for what I sold in one-on-one, it, it has taken just so much more effort for the same result. Yeah. Almost like it doesn't feel like it's worth it. You know, like the, it just when I think about the effort that goes in and what the result is, but that's just my mind having a tantrum. But I think that's also like, you have to go back to why you chose this and like love your reasons for it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's true. Because otherwise it just feels like you're like chose something. Now it's ended up being harder. And now you're like, well, I could be making way more money. Like, but why did you choose a membership in the first place? Because I wanted to serve my people in this way. I wanted them to have like access to one-on-one coaching scholar style um, and then have access to all the resources that they need for their journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's helpful. So just go back to that and then maybe not make it a problem when these thoughts come up. Yeah. What if you also focus on the number of people you're helping? I know it's like hard not to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on the money. But like, I also think like, okay, someone, not that that's any less, but someone could end the yeah. year saying I helped 20 people. And you can say, how many people did you help? Not that it, you have to make it better then, but I think yeah. you could just be in awe of that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Like imagine you were in a mastermind where they're like, okay, at the end of the month, we list how many people we've helped. Nobody talks about money. Would you be feeling pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I helped a few hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's baller. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I love like whatever other thoughts you have around memberships. <laughs> well, I think, I think first of all, like loving and being in awe of the results that you are creating. And then I think of it like, um, you could look at it as a compound effect. It's kind of how I like see it, especially with like a going from one-on-one -on -one mastermind to like a program, for example, is the thought I have is that every person I sell is actually worth like 10 times or whatever, the amount of money that they're paying me because of the impact I'm creating in their life, the like, um, like the number of people I'm helping. And then the future of that, meaning I could launch a mastermind at some point. And like, there's so many more buying clients, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, was it's fun for me when I went from like a mastermind one-on-one -on -one to a program to think like every person I sell is worth 10 times what they're actually paying me. Also because of who I become, how I learned to sell, all of that. So that over time, there's like a compound effect that happens. Okay. Does that help? Tina, um, because I know who you help. Yeah. They're probably thinking the same thing you are, by the way. Like it's harder Mm. right like think about your moms like your parents they're probably Good. thinking that too so it's like as you work through this like maybe like use this to help them because they're probably thinking the same thing it's harder yeah thank you it's really good yeah i have been seeing like parallel between <laughs> what i'm going through with this yeah, maybe what? a better word is different. Because I'm thinking about your, your, the people that you help, mm -hmm. your parents, it's just different. It's yeah, like it's just home. I forget. I, I read it. it like, it talks about how, because you help uh, parents who have kids who have like autism or, yeah. right? Is that correct? Yeah. Um, 
it was this a uh, poem about how this woman found out she had a kid with disabilities and she was talking about how it would be like planning your whole life that you were going to Italy and you like prepared for it and you were so excited for it and then the plane ended up landing in Sweden and it's like you'd always mourn that it, you weren't in Italy but you would also if you constantly focus on that you'd miss the beauty of Sweden so instead of thinking like one's harder or easier it's mm -hmm. like it's just different Gotcha. And there's beauty okay. and things to appreciate about what you're offering and what okay. they're experiencing. Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Pile. Hey, I'm in the hey. car, obviously. So, but it's not moving. Um, so I have a more quick question, I think. Um, maybe it won't be quick. But um, I've had a couple different people reach out to me in different ways. And so like, they'll send me like a message on Facebook and, and say, um, ask me like, do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? Um, I really need a coach. Can you tell me all the details of your program and tell me the cost? And so before, when I started the first round, like I just had my price listed on my website, like it's 5K um, for 12 sessions. And then I, of course, like I like met everyone in 200K and I was talking to like Melissa and the living other people. And they're like, until you have demand, you don't list your price because they don't know the value. Like sometimes like that can be an obstacle for them. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, so then I stopped doing that. So when I get these questions of people inquiring to me, like I kind of go through this, like, what do I explain? How much of it do I explain? Do I tell them the price? Do I not tell them the price? And then when they don't like write back or like they ghost, I'm like, is it because I didn't say the price? And so I kind of get in my own way of yeah. that's so that's kind of like I wanted to kind of see what you thought about that. So I think the thing is you whatever you decide to do, you have to have like your brain and body on board with it, because otherwise it would be like walking into a store and like having so you'd be like, I want to buy that person and being like, well, and yeah. you're like, how much is it? And they're like, well, let me explain um, the, you know, all of the details of this purse. And you're like, no, but for real, I just want to know the price of the purse, right? It kind of has like a weird, like you feel weird about it because you're not fully on board with it. So in turn, it kind of creates like a, yeah, not that they ghosted you for that reason, but I think you have to be really clear on why you're choosing not to like give the price from a place yeah. that feels like it's in service to them. Yeah, I mean, like my brain, like I'm like, well, of course, the reason I don't want it to be like, oh, it's 5K, even if my people all have money, like you worked your whole life to have an education and job, you know, you're an immigrant, we got that. So, but like there's a lot of money scarcity stories. And so they don't, some, a lot of times don't want to spend on themselves. So when we like get to have the consultation, it's like they understand the value of the work because they're like they then they're like oh this is where I am and this is where I want to be and how I can help them. So I do okay. like that. So maybe the part is like me doubting that decision. Okay, what if you were just honest with them? What if you just said sometimes when I have this conversation, or I'm not telling you exactly, but like just to give you an example, a lot of people are like a little bit nervous about the investment. That's why I always do a consultation because I think it's important to show you like where you are now, what we're going to work on. Mm. Like, or you could say, I can tell you the price and like say that. So if you're open to it, I'd love to get on a consult first and we can discuss the price and we can talk about what it looks like to work together. So like say, this is the price and. No, I was saying you could also say that like you could say like not tell them the price and say oh. I don't usually share the price and message and here's why. Okay. Oh, I like that. Because like to me it feels like this is the reason it's pretty it's very authentic. My whole thing is like if I can't be authentic, I don't want to do it. You know, and so that's that's part of it. I do like that to be like, you know, a lot of times people, you know, um don't understand, you know, or like have a lot more questions. And that's why we get on a call. Well, what's the real, let me ask you, what's the real reason you don't want to tell them the price in the message? <laughs> My brain went straight to you're not supposed to until you have demand um, because I'm a rule follower, you know, type A. Um, but also because I don't want them to, to get in their own way, like ahead of time when I can show them 
that's just a number that means nothing, you know, for you, what the value of what you're going to get is like a million times more. Okay. So what if you just said that? So that would mean that regardless of the way that I respond, I don't get to, um, like, I don't, sorry, I don't know what that's going on there. Um, I don't um, get, doubt myself, like, when they, like, don't respond. Like, that's kind of what I think I'm, what I'm doing right now is, like, doubting myself. Well, that's also because I think part of you isn't, like, it doesn't sound like you are authentic, right? Your first thought was, like, because I'm not supposed to. Right. I always imagine if you told the clients through your marketing or through your response, if you told them the actual thought, like, would it create mm -hmm. the environment? Or if they said, well, what's the price? And you were like, well, I'm not supposed to tell you. Oh, like, that's the yeah. energy like you're giving off when you, whatever you decide to say, like, that's the feeling you have. Okay. Yes, you're right. Because I am going into like, like, this is the right. And this, here we go. This is my thought. So I know, Paige, you went into your thoughts. Like, this is my thought. There's a right way to do it. Um, that's just like my like ingrained, like, you know, thought. And so there is no right way. I think like when it feels aligned, like explaining it to them, then that is the right way. Yes. Like if you decide to not tell the price because people offered you that you're not supposed to, you have to find a reason that you're like on board with it that you like, I, that feels authentic, that you would feel like totally natural with just like you could tell them that. Okay. Also thinking about them as your best client. I want you to remember that. So like, don't talk to them as though you have to prove the value to them. Like talk, like think about them as someone who really wants it, who's really excited, who might be a little like, Ooh, by the price, but like would want to have a conversation regardless. Mm. Yes. I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. And the way I'm thinking about it was I needed to convince them. Yeah. Uh, and like, and then them not responding made me go more into the spiral of I did it wrong. Right. So. When I did here's the thing. Up. I love to think that the same people would like the right client sign no matter what. So you could also just go, if they didn't respond, no matter how I said this, even if I told them the price, didn't tell them the price, it doesn't matter. The right people would have bought no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Because she reached out to me. This is a thing. Like I'm getting like demand because people think I am the coach for like Asian, mostly South Asian physician women. Like, so like, they're like, yeah, so you're the coach, you know, so who does so so I do think like when I don't see the results in it, then I'm like, oh, you know, um, I did it wrong because I didn't sign up with me or they didn't do a consultation with me. So, okay. Yeah. I just have to decide that, which is I, it's always the same answer. It's like, just decide pile ahead of time. That is the right answer. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Jess, did you have something to add? No. Well, just like, what if you, because I just because I've heard and, and this isn't minimizing what you obviously know about like cultural patterns, right? But I hear you say this over and over again, as if it's a fact for everybody, every South Asian woman, they're going to have a money scarcity story. And what might happen if you stopped telling yourself, reinforcing that every like, every time you say it out loud, every time you think it. Yeah, that's really true because the people who have who work with me, they're like, yeah, okay, 5K, no big deal, right? And so I'm not talking to my best client when I'm thinking there's going to be a money scarcity story because like, I, I also say that none of my people have problem with money because that's literally all they've done is work hard to make the money. So I love that you said that and I'm going okay. to be curious about it. It would also be fascinating to take that and be like, well, why would I choose not to tell them the price? Even if I believed like they love to spend money, could I have a good reason for that and feel good about that? Okay. Or would I not? But that's so good, Jess. Love Thank that. you so much, guys. Yep. You're welcome. All right. Have a good holiday. I'll see you guys in January.